we remember um, what a Bible verse is that we have for our motto for this year? Does anybody actually know? Has it, if you have a look round, you'll actually will find it on the sides. It was actually used uh, by the Children's Club as a part of their work that they did this week. Isn't that lovely? Our verse of the year is, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Let us pray. Dear Lord God, we just thank you for this day that you have created. Lord, still our minds and our hearts. Just take me and use me in some, in some way today, I pray. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I have a question for you this morning to think about, and it's this. How near are you to the cross? How near are you to the cross? Could you just put the words up for me, David, on the screen for me? And I'll read them out. It's from John chapter 19, and verses 25 to 27. It says, Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister Mary and the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. And as you know, it's the beginning of Holy Week this week. And as we approach again the tradition of Holy Week, we've got our Tannebrae service on Thursday night, and then we've got our reflective service on Good Friday. And then we have our celebration of resurrection of Jesus Christ, our hope, the one whom we love, the one who we are celebrating. So today, it's about travelling to the cross. How near are you to the cross today? At the cross, there is level ground. Wherever we are in the world, we will always be on the, on the ground, our feet firmly fixed, well, unless you're skydiving. But we are ordinary people travelling to the cross. In these few short verses, we don't see Jesus' emotion or him being spat at or being ridiculed or being called names. We're just given the words from John's Gospel. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother and others too. And I want us just to have a look at Jesus' example, the choices that Jesus makes, and Jesus' wonderful provision for adoption. Jesus, who was on the cross, looks down and he says these words. Here is your son. Here is your mother. Through his suffering and his pain, he was faithful to his father in heaven. And it sounds very difficult to say this to you, but suffering is real. Just last night, I happened to be going up to London late last night with my son to uh, the Methodist Church Halls. And
and it was in Marleybone. Now, I haven't been um, in the uh, car with my youngest son, and we had some good times chatting about, oh, do you remember the time when you actually taught me to drive? And I said, yes, I do. I said, at that moment, I said I was like holding onto the, onto the sides of the, um, of the uh, door. And I thought, I didn't really suffer very much, really, to be honest with you. I, you know, I just listened to him, and I, you know, I was there with him as his father. But two minutes after I said that, some of you may know the route that Satnav takes you to Marleybone. And last night, um, there was the Grenfell Tower. Some of you may have been past it, I don't know. But just for a moment, I thought of those men and women, those boys and girls who were lost in that tragic fire. And I was cut to the heart. <clears throat> I thought their lives, because of what has happened, has changed. And they're waking up this morning, having had their lives changed because of different circumstances that they're not in control of. But Jesus took a moment. He took a moment from the cross and he looked out and he saw his relatives standing around the cross. And reminded of Paul's letter when he says in uh, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10, he says, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. I want to encourage you this morning that Jesus' example of faith in going to the cross and his words to us this morning, that he took action, he suffered for us, and I'll never forget being in Canada many, many years ago and I had a unique opportunity to listen to the story of Joni Tarder Erickson, who some of you may be familiar with. She had a diving accident. And as I talked with her in 100 Huntley Street in Canada, because she was going to be on this TV show, I sort of said, is it really true that you actually found Christ and God through your suffering and questions? And she said with you know, a lovely, beautiful, some of you have seen her pictures of her face. She said, yes, God found me in my suffering, in the pain, I reached out to Christ, who is my saviour and my Lord. And some of you may well know that she's a quadriplegic, so she couldn't lift her hands up, but she could just look at you with a beaming, beautiful smile. And coming to faith in Christ was such a testimony. So Jesus is our example. Secondly, Jesus makes choices from the cross. And as John says, we've got his mother, his mother's sister, we've got Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene, and John, the beloved disciple. Now, Jesus was setting something up quite unique here. He was dying on the cross. But Mary had her moment at the foot of the cross. In the pain, she was quite possibly remembering his birth. Some of you may remember that there was a man called Simeon who was in the temple courts and he was given the promise that he would not die until he saw that young baby, the Christ child that would save the world of their sins. And Simeon goes on to say that you will be pierced in your heart. 
So for Mary, at the foot of the cross, she saw her son being cut to the heart, remembering his birth. Also, maybe on happier times, it may be remembering too uh, the wedding of Cana, where Jesus says, woman, because what happened was, as many of you will know, that there was a problem at the wedding. There was no alcohol or wine available. So her Mary's, sorry, Jesus' mother goes to her son and says, well, what can we do? And he performs that wonderful miracle. Also, we find her quite possibly grieving and saying, well, how am I going to go on from here, from the cross, in her suffering, in her humanity? And what happens is, is that Jesus brings about a very beautiful and unique adoption process here. There's a theologian called D.A. Carson who sees the words as an echo of a legal adoption. Not illegal, a legal adoption, I should say, at this point. Okay? And what the, this idea was that there was going to be a moment where Mary, the mother of Jesus, was being entrusted to look after Jesus' best friend, John, the beloved disciple. And then the beloved disciple also had that responsibility because Jesus said to, uh, to John, he said, John, here is your mother. Here is an exchange going on. And their relationship would change. Their relationship would change. At the foot of the cross, Jesus took time out to say, look, this is what I want you to do. There's that moment of comfort there's that moment of someone coming alongside someone else and that responsibility to adopt Mary's mother, John the Beloved, and John the Beloved to go to um, Mary's house, or so say John's house. But the psalmist says, God sets the lonely in the families. And I think that's very true. Our families sometimes are very dysfunctional. You know, sometimes we just think that in actual fact, you know, Life would be normal if this would happen. But do you know what? We have to go on loving and being caring for one another in our families. Because the people that we meet today okay, are very often people who have got different family backgrounds. And we need to love them and welcome them into the church. Many years ago, now David Forkus might just be listening at this point, I don't know, but I was at Milmead Centre and I had a unique opportunity to go to Canada to do um, a TV Christian production programme. And as a part of the course, we were given a unique opportunity to produce one programme. And what I mean by producing, and it was most frustrating producing this programme. Because as a producer, apparently, you can come up with the idea, you can give all the ideas to the director, but then you have to hand it over to someone else. And it was a unique opportunity. So I chose the simple uh, title of adoption. And uh, so I, I, the, the seed thought basically came from this. There was a man I got to know called Lorne Shepherd in Canada. And he, he always used to say to me, Ian... I've been adopted. And we had a discussion about what uh, that was really like. And he always, always said to me, the most special thing for him ever was that in actual fact, his adopted parents chose him. His adopted parents chose him. 
And I thought that was a wonderful thing. And I built this whole program, not just around him, but the whole idea of adoption and other things. That's history now. But I wanted just to look for a moment at uh, James chapter 1 and verse 27 that says, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. Look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep ourselves from being polluted by the world. That is why I value Stepping Stones, the Friendship Club and the Toddlers Group that we have here. These daily activities... And I think they are core to our vision and the future together. But this morning, I'd like us just to close with this idea. But Ian, am I adopted? And the answer is yes. We are all adopted into Christ. When we first believe, Romans chapter 8 and verse 15 says, The spirit that you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. He is now our Father. Through his grace, through his love, and through his son, Jesus Christ. Is my Lord. Is he your Lord? Have you remembered that you have been adopted this morning? It's my prayer that we will think about asking ourselves the questions we go through this week through to the celebration that we'll have on Sunday about celebrating Jesus Christ who is alive today. He is my saviour. He walks with me and he talks with me along life's narrow way. But this morning, I want to invite us to sing a song in a few moments. And I hope the musicians, if they could, just get ready for the moment. And I just want to read it through to you. It goes like this. At the foot of the cross, where grace and suffering meet, you have shown me your love through the judgment that you received. And you've won my heart. Yes, you've won my heart. Now I can trade these ashes for beauty and wear forgiveness like a crown. Coming to kiss the feet of mercy, I lay every burden down. At the foot of the cross, at the foot of the cross, where I am made complete. We're going to be singing that in a moment. And it's almost like an invitation for all of us to be reminded that we have been adopted, that we are in Christ. We are now a new creation and that we can come to this communion table together, united in our suffering in our faith, in our trust in God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.